Welcome to Mastermind, the show where you learn to develop and master your skill from the best of the best. Yes, your host, Mr. G. Thank you for joining us today on the journey towards self-mastery. Our next guest today is an educator doing amazing things inside and outside the classroom. He's a published chemistry teacher at the District of Columbia Public Schools and a public speaker. He's also the Department of Defense STEM ambassador. He received a bachelor's degree at Southeastern Louisiana University with a biological sciences major and a concentration in molecular biology. He then received a master's degree at Texas A&M in biology with a specialty in microbial genetics and genomics. After starting a doctoral program, he decided that his destiny was in teaching. He went on to change his career path and obtain his teaching certification at Howard University and soon after began his teaching career. Since COVID started, he's gotten a nickname as the Kitchen Chemist for using his kitchen to do live science experiments through social media with his students and students all over the world. He's part of the Smithsonian and Shell Diversity in STEM Teaching Advisory Committee and Black Male Educators for Social Justice. He has been on Good Morning America, Diane Sawyer 2020, Fox 5 DC, NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt, ABC News Heroes of 2020, and Amazon's Prime Series Regular Heroes. He believes that education should not be limited to four walls and teaching should be a work of heart. Let's welcome today, Mr. Jante Lee. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for being on. Uh, we know you are busy, so we appreciate your time. And how are you doing today, Mr. Lee? I am doing extremely well. You know, I just got back from my morning walk that I do daily. And so I am energized and and that I'm ready to discuss. Awesome. 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 All right. All right. So let's get let's get started, man. Um, So uh, we know you kind of changed up your career, Um, you know, like when you started your uh, doctoral program and everything. But let's dive in a little before that with just the uh, how you developed that passion for science and, um, you know, what, what your life was like as a student. Yeah, well, well I've always had a love of science that I believe everybody has a natural love for something. And science was my natural love. Mm-hmm. I love to ask questions. I love to experiment. I love to see if I change this, what would happen. And so I always had a love for science. However, I wasn't always the best student, especially in uh, high school. I went to high school just to eat lunch, basically. <laughs> and I I was physically present, but I was not mentally present. And so when I got to college, that's when I started to turn myself around academically and become more um more unfocused. And so the lesson that I've learned is where you start doesn't mean that's where you're going to end. Yeah, that, that is a great lesson. And I think a lot of people can relate, including myself, to just going to school, you know, just just to chill and just to eat and, um, you know, have, have a good time. And I don't know for you, man, but for me, school was really boring, man. It was just like nothing there for me, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you have that same experience or? School wasn't boring. It just I didn't want to be there mm. mentally. I did not want to be there. Um, going to all boys Catholic high and that in high school, it was difficult. Um, school just wasn't a place where I felt I was safe. It just, it wasn't a place where I felt I could be myself. Mm. School, 
I enjoyed the knowledge part of it, but the lesson that I've learned from my experiences is to always check in with students to see where they are and just to see where they are mentally, where they are emotionally. And because one of the vice principals, he wrote to me um, and because he saw the accolades I was getting and, and, and he said, man, that I bet the values you learned in, in, in high school are really showing up. And that I wrote back, I said, I was a mental mess in high school. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and that we, we laugh, but it's serious. And I, I said, yeah. I was crying invisible tears. Mm. I was screaming silent screams and no one noticed. So high school wasn't this great place for me. However, it was up to me how I wanted to transform my life into happiness. Got you, got you. And the reason I laugh is because, um, you know, like sometimes like when, when you accomplish something, um, you know, the people that helped you the least want to take credit for it. So it's just, it's just a funny thing, um, that, that happens sometimes, man. Like people that, that just had nothing to do with your success, you know, want to be a part of it now, you know, and, and want you to claim, claim them as being, you know, somebody that helped some people that helped you and things like that. Um, but just, uh, diving into your mental health, like what were some of the things that, you know, you were experiencing that you were having some difficulty with, like at the time? Oh man, that home life was a complete mess. Mm. It, it, it just was a mess that every type of abuse you can think of, I've already experienced it by the time I was in high school. I've already witnessed it. I've already seen it. I was a part of it. And so children are resilient, but they, and, but they still need help processing what is happening. And oftentimes as adults, we overlook children and that as not having feelings, not having emotions because they're not adults yet. And, and so we feel, Hey, you know what? Just do what you're supposed to do and just, and just push through it and you're going to be good. Mm. But we don't give them the tools on how to push through it. We don't give them the tools on how to be good. Mm -hmm. We don't listen to, and, and they say, look, what's really happening here? And so when a, a child comes into a classroom with that mental heaviness and the teacher doesn't recognize it mm -hmm. and the teacher doesn't transform the, cur the curriculum to meet the student where they are, they're not going to be present. Yeah, and just to tell mm -hmm. a child, just focus, just focus. But do you know what he just left? 10 minutes ago and that before he got to school? Do you know what kind of night this student had? Do you know what it took for him to get to school? Do you know some of the traumatic things that a student witnessed on their way to school in mm -hmm. some of our, um, in, in some school districts across the nation? Do we realize that? Hmm. And so mm -hmm. this child is coming to, to you with all this anxiety. Hey, I just, I just left this, this joker 15 minutes ago. And now you getting in my face about something. Mm. That's not fair, fair to the child. And the, and the child starts to feel trapped and confined. Where is their outlet? As adults, we talk about we need outlet. We need me, me time. We need time to regather. So do children. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that is so important what you just mentioned there, like just having a mental checkup with the with the students. And there's no way that you're going to be able to learn anything if you are stressed out, you have a high level of anxiety 
and um, you got a lot of dealing, you know, going on at home or whatever it is, man. That's the mental barrier. Like even as adults, like you just said, when we get stressed out, you know, we can't function at work. You know, we have to go and speak to somebody. We have to go and kind of figure things out. Um, and we expect we expect let you know the kids to just be you know focused in school and do their homework and focus in class and do what they got to do. But they they are human just like us, man. Is you're absolutely right, man. So and then, and, and and then that I'm not saying we should not have content. So all the listeners out there, we should still <laughs> content. Mm-hmm. But we're not only content teachers because the student doesn't show up to us just with content emptiness and that we have to feel. Mm. They show up, the whole student comes. Problems, greatness, possibilities, deficiencies, all of that. Everything comes. Gotcha. Absolutely. Um, and then you you grew up in uh, New Orleans, right? Yes, I grew up in Wallace, Louisiana. Gotcha. So what, what was your uh, neighborhood like? Um... I lived in a lower middle class neighborhood. I lived in a two bedroom trailer. Mm-hmm. Not in that it wasn't in a trailer park, that it was on a plot of land. And we had to replace the floors a couple of times because of termites, because of rotting, because it was old. And we had to use the stove to heat the trailer because mm-hmm. it was, and because we didn't have the central heating. We only had one unit in AC that was in the kitchen that was in the middle of the trailer. So sometimes it would be incredibly hot in our room mm. that was at the opposite ends of the trailer because the AC didn't make it there, you know? Ooh. A very... It was a family-oriented neighborhood because you could call on your neighbors for and for stuff if you needed stuff. When I went back a couple of weeks ago to my old neighborhood, um, so many houses are torn down. It's just empty plots. Mm. And you're in, in that as a, as a, as a kid, you just see all the amazement and the wonder and everything seems so big. But when you go back as an, an adult, you, from a different perspective, you see how small it actually is and how. Yeah vacant that neighborhood is so but the neighborhood always felt safe always felt safe there were no robberies or break-ins or stuff like that there were no murders um the neighborhood i was in was safe got you got you annoyingly safe to the (laughs) fact that where if i did something wrong my neighbors told my um parents and then that i would get in trouble so that part was annoying I got you. And I, I think even the sciences and all, all the sciences, really, I feel like, um, you know, a lot of black students and students of color struggle with, um, like they look at it as just, you know, like uh, this impossible task where they just don't relate to like the world of science and, you know, all this terminology and, you know, being in the lab and doing all these different things. And even um, chemistry, I know they said chemistry is like one of the top three hardest um, subjects in high school. So how, like, you know, how were you able to kind of figure out how to break it down in a way that students would enjoy the class and for it not to be that hard? It was, I used to watch, um, can't think of the show, but it's with the chef, Elton Brown. Mm-hmm. Good Eats, that's what it is, Good Eats. And he taught the chemistry. He taught, well, he showed the science behind cooking. Mm-hmm. 
Whoa, bro, wait, hold on. And that's when it opened up my mind uh-huh. that chemistry is applicable. Protasting and permanganate. Like when 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 would I ever I use that shit? <laughs> Never. But I do use sodium chloride every single day when I cook with table salt. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That how do we make chemistry more applicable, more at reach for students? Mm-hmm. Um the best learning, the best teacher I had, one of them, one of them, one of the best, was Sesame Street. Ah, I can relate. I can relate. Absolutely. We would sit for hours and watch that TV show. Yeah. Hours. <laughs> Not move. Mm-hmm. And we learn. Mm-hmm. So chemistry itself is not difficult. It's the way it's presented. Mm-hmm. Do we present it as we are telling the story? Do we present it with excitement? How do we present chemistry mm. for our students? That's the challenge. Absolutely. So just uh, back into like your, your teaching, man. Um, you know, a lot of people don't don't know, but black male teachers account for like 2% or less. Mm. I do say or less because, you know, me, myself, I have a hard time finding black. Whenever you see a black male teacher, it's just like, it's, in, it's a like, wow moment. Like, and y'all just, you know, give each other the look like, yo, what up? <laughs> so, <laughs> And let me speak on that. You ready? Yeah, yeah. When, bro, <laughs> the reason why black male teachers do not stay in education long and the average lifespan is, is, is it's five years. Here's what the research is showing. Mm-hmm. The school sees us more as disciplinarians and not content experts. Mm. They give us the most difficult kids mm-hmm. to deal with. Thank, thankfully, 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 my current principal doesn't do that. Right. Because they feel, because principals feel, oh, you can handle this. So I'm not going to give your white counterpart these kids because your white counterpart can't handle it. Hmm. Um, I was on an educational panel and that I was in with other principals and that when I mentioned that, I asked the question, I said, why do you all do that? Because you're not helping this white teacher. What was the response? Well, as a principal, our first thing is just to create order. Hmm. So this is one less thing and on our list to um, deal with. But what you're not thinking long term is that you are not making this white teacher better mm-hmm. because you're and because they're not going through the fire of learning how to deal with difficult kids. Right. And you just burnt out this black teacher. Just so you can have a temporary moment of order. Hmm. Now what happens? But you're so good with those kids. Yeah, you could get good with them too. Absolutely. And then, and, and then quiet and that as it's kept. The reason why some principals and assistant principals don't do, don't give that white teacher those difficult kids. Because mm-hmm. they don't even know how to properly train the teacher and support the teacher in how to deal with those difficult kids. Mm. So let's just give them to the black male teachers because they look the same and they, and, and they should be able to relate. No, guess what? Those difficult kids give us hell too. <laughs> That's a fact. That is a fact. That is a fact. And it's difficult because it's like straining a muscle at all, all the time while you're in class because you're constantly alert as to what may happen. Mm-hmm. So 
difficult kids, they need an education. They honestly do. Right. But don't just dump them all and into one class and say, hey, here, teacher, handle it. And because you can't, I'm about to walk away. Got now, mm -hmm. So, yeah. So we are a limited breed. And that and that's and that is an issue that education system that they're going to have to deal with. Absolutely, man. And, um, you know, I think it would be hard pressed to find. I, I feel like even a black black female, black male teacher that has not experienced some level of racism in the school system um, yeah. between parents, other educators, staff, whatever. Um, so like what what. How, what, how has your experience been, like, kind of with that kind of with racism that as a black male teacher? Ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The difficult parent that I encountered. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm saying it's, it, 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 it's a challenge. Are the single female parents. Because mm. they view me as the black role model that their child needs. Right. And rightfully so. Their mindset is not wrong. But miss, I've only been knowing your son or daughter or non-binary gender for 18 minutes. You've been knowing this kid for 18 years. Hmm. I'm not sure how much I could tell you. But I'm their teacher. And sometimes we are expected to put on the mentor father figure hat. That's true. And sometimes I can't do that because I don't have the bandwidth to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that I'm so overloaded with my 170 kids here that I'm not sure how much I could do with this one. Right. That the amount of time that you want invested in this one. And that's why we need a community effort to pour love at all angles into this kid and not just one. Hmm. To where I would get phone calls at 8 p.m. and at night. Miss Lee, can I just talk to you? Whoa, miss, hold on. There has to be some boundaries here. Mm -hmm. So I have to set up boundaries where I will give you my Google number, not my real number. And there, and there are times where I turn it off because I have to turn it, it off. So... It is a challenge, mm -hmm. that piece of it, because we in our community, African-American community, it's one hand helps the other hand, in which true. Mm -hmm. But sometimes my hand is not strong enough to help with this issue. Right. So that is my most challenging one is because I, I do want to give, but I don't because I have to have a life for myself, too. Mm. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, I know too, you mentioned that, um, I don't know if it was a parent, uh, that, that came in and called you like an N word or something like that. And you had to deal with that in a previous interview. We, we all like, how do you deal with the white parent who, who comes in there doing parent teacher conference mm -hmm. and then on their way out of your classroom, they didn't have the decency to walk around the corner before they call you the N word. Wow. What do you do? <laughs> what did, what did yeah. you do? <laughs> you can't suspend the parent. Uh huh. And then you have to make sure not, not, not to take your anger out and on the, and on the, um, child. Mm -hmm. You just have to deal with it. And 
And where's the outlet for teachers to deal with stuff like that? There is none. See, here's what I think should happen. And that I'm being serious. Mm-hmm. Doctors, nurses, teachers, firemen, para- paramedics, police officers, we need to have mandatory bi-weekly therapy sessions. Ooh. We do. Mm. Okay. We do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we live in a high-stress environment. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what what was the result of that of that parent? Like um did the school do anything or like what 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 like how did you respond to it? I just ignored it. Okay. Okay. Because it's not what you call me, it's what I respond to. Okay. Okay. And at the end of the day, lady dad, you need me. But you just some some battles are not, the the saying is some battles are not worth fighting. Some battles are not are not even battles. Mm. It's just stuff you just ignore. Yeah, yeah, and I, and 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 too, like um, some people might say, well, he should have went in and cursed her out and did this and did that and da da da. But would you have and changed her mindset of you, like from doing like? Teacher went off. Uh huh. Teacher has gone off. Teacher is now fired. There we go. There we go. And then. But you could file a lawsuit and sue the district. You know what? I most certainly can. But what am I going to do in the in the meantime? But and but before I get my judgment. Exactly. Exactly. Um, like you know, with COVID and everything now, like what what um what are some things that you do like that you've learned to do and that you do for for your mental health now, like to maintain. Your mental I have health? book club. I reach out to my friends more, and I've learned to relax and and enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm getting more and more in, um, into cooking. Um, so I would also add too, like I, I, a lot of people probably don't know because um, I think you you have really done a really good job just uh, um, uh, tra- transforming you know, yourself. But you uh, grew up having a, a speech impediment, correct? Yes. Um, and I I think that should be in the documentary, man. Just how how you were able to kind of transform that. Like I I don't even. I didn't know until until I heard it. I heard you mention it like in an interview. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. Like, and then I started like, okay, like I kind of a little bit, but um, you, you know, you you you've transformed and like it's transformed into something that you barely noticed. So how were you able to even do that? Oh, it comes up. It mm-hmm. it really comes up. You have to accept your yourself, and. When people say, oh, you struggle with stuttering. No, it's not a struggle. I live with it. Mm. So we have to put the person first. Mm-hmm. And just like the all, the artistic kids, because somebody is different, that doesn't mean that they're deficient. Mm. Absolutely. And people who are living with a speech impediment, they still have a voice. And they still have thoughts. And so that should still be honored. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Um, so yeah, so, so COVID hits now, like, and that's another, like, just thing for us all, man, where we're like, how on earth are we going to transition into full online and, you know, keep the, uh, the rigor the same and everything. And, um, so what, like, what, what, uh, how did you figure, like, now I'm going to start doing, um, 
my my classes on um social media like uh, i think well, you started I, one on instagram right at, at, at the university of phoenix i was already um able to integrate in that online platforms and things like that but by me using social media this this is where our generation is today mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so why not why not use it absolutely absolutely and then um so first it was like yeah just your students and then yeah they they and other started started joining in. Then other teachers started join, 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 joining in, and parents would would would, would put join in, and it, it 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 just went boom. And I love it because I am I am now a community teacher, not a not a teacher that's bound by four four walls in my classroom. Yeah, that is amazing, man. Um, I think that's definitely the approach to teaching, especially that. Um, there are so many, you know, people in the world, like uh, spe- specifically black people that that need, you know, the education from um, somebody that looks like them and it's hard pressed to find it. And I think that you doing this stuff online allows like, you know, some of these kids and um, people that need that to, to see a black male in the science field. Now it's not so intimidating. Now I can see myself doing it. Now I can see myself learning it. And I think that's very important. Um, how'd this stuff all start, man? Like, actually, actually found out about you just really like sitting down with the family and I'm watching NBC Nightly News because I, I watch that all the time. I'm watching NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt and boom, there is Mr. Lee right there on the screen talking about chemistry and doing all these experiments. Little black kid talking about, you know, I like him because he looks like me and da da da. And I was like, yo, that's really cool, man. <laughs> and, um, that's actually how, how I ended up hitting you up, but. Um, how, how did all that like, con- you know, start and, um, how, how did it go from you just doing it for your class into becoming like this viral thing? For your listeners out there listening, it's purpose. Mm. That's, that's how I can say it. it is purpose. Play the long game and not the short game. Cause, because this is my, because this is my second year currently and at my new school and last year was my first year mm-hmm. and when they hired me oh we kept going back and forth okay we want you okay cool but you will have to teach physics what <laughs> what <laughs> oh i'm sorry no problem that that was my google um home that i said what and there was, and I was like, no, I'm not doing, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing physics. Like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Okay, look, you could do physics and AP biology. Hmm. No, 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 no. I just don't want the physics, bro. Like, I really don't want to do do physics. Okay, we're gonna make you a teacher coach, mm. and where you teach halftime and you coach the other half, and you teach physics and biology. Okay, AP biology. All right, bet. I could, I can do this. After I signed everything on the dotted line, well, that was a change in schedule. You're going to be teaching physics and chemistry. What? <laughs> the two subjects I did not want to teach ever, ever. And now I have to teach it. <laughs> I'm already stuck because I already signed the offer. Long game, short game. Mm-hmm. I could have went in there and I could have acted a fool. Like, no, you promised me this, blah, 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 blah. 
I didn't do it. I took it. And lo and behold, by me teaching chemistry and transforming my kitchen in, into my chemistry lab, this would happen. Mm-hmm. So for the listeners out there that are listening, especially the younger generation, sometimes every bump in the road is not a bump in the road. It is a stepping stone to get you to another platform. That's what it, and that's what it was. And so that's how it all started was me stepping into my purpose. Mm. That we have to trust whatever greater power you all believe in, but I know the one that I believe in is that there is a plan. Right. Now you would have asked me last August, August of, um, 2019 that would I be here right now? No. No, indeed. (laughs) Have you would have told me that me teaching chemistry would have led to this? Mm -hmm. No. No. But sometimes we get in our own way so much, so much, and that I'm reading the book now by Tyrese, How to Get Out of Your Own Way. Sometimes we get in our own way so much. <laughs> I believe this. God has to step in and say, let me help this, this boy out. And that because he's about to mess this all up. <laughs> and that's how it started. So me teaching chemistry. Got you. Got you. So, all right, you're teaching chemistry now. And, 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 and I want to say this. And that's a lesson all people to walk away from. Mm-hmm. Is not all the intricate small steps that got me to this. Mm-hmm. What got me to this was walking and standing in my purpose. Mm. Me, nine years ago, um, is going to be 10 coming, coming up saying, I am going to be a teacher. That's how everything starts. So mm. when you walk in your purpose, things like the Bible says your, your gifts will make room for you. Absolutely. That kind of reminds me of the alchemist a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, great book. Great book. Yeah. Um, great book. Yes, sir. When the, uh, the full documentary comes out of, um, John T. Lee, um, and everything that he's done just in education and, um, you know, as a black male and social justice and everything, like what, what are some things you definitely want that documentary to include? Where you start is not where you're going to end up. And, the importance of dealing with mental issues. Yeah. Speaking of that, how, how, um, like, you know, with COVID and everything now, like what, what, um, what are some things that you do like that you've learned to do and that you do for, for your mental health now, like to maintain. I have book club. I reach out to my friends more and I've learned to relax and, and enjoy the moment. Mm -hmm. And also I'm getting more and more in, um, into cooking. Um, so I would also add too, like I, I, a lot of people probably don't know because, um, I think you, you have really done a really good job just, uh, um, uh, tra- transforming you know, yourself, but you, uh, grew up having a, a speech impediment, correct? Yes. Um, and I, I think that should be in the documentary, man. Just how, how you were able to kind of transform that. Like, I, I don't even, I didn't know until, until I heard it, I heard you mention it, like, and then, interview mm-hmm. and i'm like wow like and then i started like okay like i kind of a little bit but um you, you know you you've, you've transformed and like it's transformed into 
something that you barely noticed. So how were you able to even do that? Oh, it comes up. It mm-hmm. it really comes up. You have to accept your yourself. And when people say, oh, you struggle with stuttering. No, it's not a struggle. I live with it. Mm. So we have to put the person first. Mm-hmm. And just like the all the artistic kids, because somebody is different, that doesn't mean that they're deficient. Mm, absolutely. And people who are living with a speech impediment, they still have a voice and they still have thoughts. And so that should still be honored. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, man, I was actually uh, enjoying watching your, your, your Amazon regular heroes episode. I was like a short little clip, man, but I was kind of laughing at um, when Kevin Hart came on. And he oh, was, my God. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was cracking up, man. He's, um, you know, he, he's like, you know, you guys, you guys don't know who I am. Like, <laughs> you didn't recognize. Um, and, and, you know, it's funny about that, too. I know you mentioned that you didn't know he was coming on and you was trying to like X. Like, I could definitely relate, man, when you have them, you know, the kids like trying to test and test the zoom and, and come into the meetings and all that kind of stuff. And that's not in the class. <laughs> yeah. And so that he zoom bombed my class and uh, I just went and, and I'm into tunnel vision. Like I have to protect the students. I have to protect the students. <laughs> but if I would have known it was him, I'd be like, ah! so yes. Yeah. That, that was fun, man. And, and, um, and I know you mentioned too, like uh, that, that day was important because all your students that, that came in, that day and what showed got, up got some nice gifts, man. And I think that's so important, man. Just showing up every day, regardless of, you know, what, what, what is going on. Cause you never know what day might be most impactful and all that. So yeah. John tell you, man, I appreciate you so much, man, for just giving us that time, man. Um, can you uh, leave us with maybe like your favorite quote and kind of like what it means to you? Julius Caesar. In the play Caesar by Shakespeare, he was on the courtyard with Cassius and Brutus walked by on the terrace. And Julius Caesar says, such men are dangerous because they think too much. Hmm. That's the dangerous thing. It's thought. Wow. Be dangerous. Hmm. Think for yourself. Educate yourself. And that's what I leave you with. Oh, man. Thank you so much, Dante, man. It has been fun. This was amazing. Yes, sir. Likewise, man. It's been an absolute pleasure, man. And I'm I'm excited, man. I'm motivated, man. And I know people listening to are motivated and they probably want to get to know you a little more, learn some more about what you do. And I know you respond to everything. So um, where can people find you if they have questions, if they're struggling in chemistry or whatever? Man? On um, Instagram, it's, it's my first name, Dante, J-O-N-T-E. My middle initial R and last name Lee. So it's all one word. Jante R. Lee. All right. There you have it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the program and share it. Uh, I think this one is definitely a special one. Um, you know, uh, how many black male chemistry teachers do you know? Um, so make sure, you know, if you have a question, hit him up, check out his experiments. He does them live on Facebook, on Instagram, um, and they're a lot of fun. They are a lot of fun. I am inspired. Hopefully, you guys are inspired as well. And remember, your mind is the most powerful tool in the universe.
Therefore, if you can think it, you can do it. If you believe in it, you can be it. And if you fight for it, you can have it. The world is yours. This has been your host, Mr. G, and I will see you next time on Mastermind.